radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Castle on his off wing, passes back. Jake Carter shoots and he missed the net. Puck comes to the front of the goal. Boychuk got knocked down. Carter shoots, he scores! Nine years of frustration you've just witnessed outside and inside the Air Canada Center. Jake Gardner makes it a 2-1 game. Puck77.com. That was very <clears throat> affirmative. Uh, <clears throat> I am James Cole. Uh, I think I'm still with Puck77.com. I, you know what? I haven't put anything out yet, and they've been like asking Holy me. Holy man. Like, oh, what are you doing? Bartending. There's a lot to say about the blues, man. The Christmas season was It's uh, not. Uh, was well, havoc, yeah, no, so. Christmas season. It's tough. It's, uh, you know what? I, I get it. People get busy. Um, I, on the other hand, am not busy. Because it's a slow time in my uh, industry, hey, I you guess. Had a, you had a nice couple days off, eh? Had a couple days off. It's uh, it's Oscar season, James. Well, actually, it's 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 Golden Globe season. Soon to be Oscar season. And uh, I've watched some stuff. I've gotten into some stuff. So it's it's been good. Nice. I watched... Uh, what did I watch? I, I told you guys last week I watched Sharp Objects. I watched Veep. So this week I watched uh, Escape at Dan Mora. Which is a television series, a mini series. You heard of that one? No, I have not. Patricia Arquette won the Golden Globe for Outstanding Actress in a mini series or show or whatever. Not good at the Golden Patty. Globes. I don't really watch uh, the Golden Globes. No, I, I just check who wins. I always forget that that's a thing until it's like being live tweeted yeah. and it's like, what's what's I, happening? I disagree usually more with their choices than I do the Oscars, so I've gotten tired of watching that show. Hmm. So I don't generally watch it when it's on. Okay. But uh, yeah, Escape at Dan Mora was pretty good. It's about uh, some prison inmates try to escape this prison, and like uh, a couple of them are trying to sleep with the lady that works at the prison, who's running like the uh, the um, hot and the sewing, at the yeah, the sewing shop, whatever you call it. The so, seamstress. Well, yeah, but like the they they are all there and they're sewing some stuff. Ah. she's I guess the seamstress. No, the supervisor. Seamstress supervisor. Anyway, Patricia Arquette plays that lady. She's trash. And, um, well, not Patricia Arquette, the, the lady's trash that she plays. And then uh, Benicio Del Toro's in it, Paul Dano's in it, Bonnie Hunt's in it, it's quite Michael Imperioli from Sopranos is in it. It's great. I thought it was really good. I'd recommend it. Awesome. I watched Black Klansman, finally. Hmm. Which I had to explain to you what that was before the uh, podcast. Yeah, that was uh, I don't know how that one's, a wild story. I don't really know how that one's, like gone over your head i made a lot of money yeah. at the box office i don't know but that one's pretty good might be nominated for best picture i enjoyed it you should watch it I, you're I, gonna have to watch it eventually it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh the one that you have seen and are familiar with that i finally got around to watching uh because as you people know 
or maybe maybe don't know yet, uh, I don't go to the movies, so I'm usually like four to six months behind on some of these big movies that don't really interest me when they come out. And I'm talking, of course, about A Star is Born. Thoughts? Finally saw it. You know what? I'm not going to lie. thought it was going to be awful. I thought it was going to be terrible. I really wasn't expecting much. Um, it seemed like one of those movies where like it just did well on Twitter, and I'm like, oh god, everyone's going to tell me it's good, and it's not going to be that good. Not going to lie. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Hmm. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I was surprised. Script was better than I thought. Uh, it had some flaws. But yeah, 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 yeah. it had a few flaws. But uh, the thing that surprised me most about um, A Star is Born, and the thing that maybe that movie's taken the most heat about, and I don't really agree with it, is I thought Bradley Cooper was pretty good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I thought so. Maybe because I was expecting so much worse. Not that he's a bad actor, I just didn't think that that's like his role type. And I, I still don't think it is. But he did a better job than I thought he would. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really, I like, the, the whole thing for me was I was try, I was like watching him play this role and I'm trying to think of who would have done a better job. I didn't really think of anyone. Like, I didn't, no one came to mind immediately. I guess Christian a f- Bale's a better actor, but I don't think he would have done yeah, a better job at that. I guess so like, that's a fair point. Is like, you know what I mean? Who else would you put? Yeah, like, I guess he's the guy. I mean, I guess if any actor, like, digs deep enough, they could do it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't love him. No? No. McConaughey, maybe. 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 Yeah. I mean, he is a better actor. Yeah. So it's hard to argue. Like, I'm sure there were, like, older actors, but, like, in terms of someone who's not, like, 100 years old yet, and by 100, I mean, like, late 40s. Like, Jeff Bridges would have been great. Right. 20 years ago. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? In, he was in the original. Even, like even like like you could you could make a case for like a Vince Vaughn or like a Woody Harrelson to do it, but they're they're older. They're too old, I think, to Vigo play. Vigo like, Mortensen. Yeah, exactly. He would have been great. But there's no one like Bradley Cooper's age that I think would have done as good of a job. Like Jonah Hill is around the same age. He wouldn't have been good. What about like Chris Pratt? No, no. I think Chris Pratt is lovable. a really bad actor. To be oh, honest okay. with you, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Not that I think Bradley Cooper's like incredible, but when he's good, he's really good. Um, and I thought he, I thought he was pretty good. What were your thoughts? Because you saw it four months ago, I think. I did. Um, I had, Lady Gaga was fantastic. Yeah, I will say that. I had kind I of the opposite like introduction to it, where um, I had never heard of it, other than like the fact. Must that, be nice. Other than, well, like yeah, I mean like other than the fact that it had already been done. Must be like, nice. I, I knew that it was a, a movie that had been. Like the seventies, then before that, like in the thirties, something like that. And I didn't know that there were two. Yeah, yeah. This is one. the third okay. rendition. Okay, but um, it's one of those things where the you know the girlfriend just wanted to kind of go. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll go see the new Lady Gaga film. Is kind of how I put it. The new Lady Gaga yeah. film. And, you mean uh, the Lady Gaga film? Yeah. So we went, and you're you're not wrong. She was she was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I, I'll, I'll get that out of the way. But I'm getting. It's getting to the point now where I feel like it's it. It's like okay, yeah, it was good. It was better than we thought. No, it's overrated. But let's settle down. Oh, for yeah. sure, it's overrated. I mean, like the the pro. Okay, the problem is is that people who don't generally watch a lot of movies will go and see this movie and think it is one of the best movies I've ever seen because they're used to watching like fucking Love Actually Crap. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Crap. And now you see this movie that is a legitimate like I I I could understand the merit for nominating it for best picture. I don't think it should win. I could see Bradley Cooper getting a Best Director nomination. I thought he was. I thought it was that well done. 
it's not the best movie ever made, and people are making out like it's the best movie of the year online. Yeah. And the same thing went for Black Panther and, uh, you know what I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, there, there was that kind of, uh, of a following online. And it's like, yeah, they, they were well done. They were kind of made for the every audience, you know what I mean, for yeah. the every man to go yeah. sit down. It wasn't a super complicated plot. It wasn't super artsy in the way it was directed. It was just an easy sit down, here's the story shovel it down their throats for two hours kind of movie and that's why people really really loved it the music i thought was pretty good for the most part yeah. uh the few songs over there like shallow is a great song that that's probably gonna win song of the year from the ones that i've heard anyway so far yeah, yeah I, like that I, that yeah. was really good like that it's, song was really good it's not gonna win best picture nope it's not gonna win best actor it's not gonna nope. win best actress sorry lady gaga was great but She's not. She's not winning Best Actress. Probably not, based on what I read. There is no supporting actress, from what I can tell. Maybe you throw Sam Elliott a bone. Sam Elliott's because he was Sam really Elliott's good. talked about being a favorite yeah. potentially to win that. He was really good in um, that. But beyond that, you can make a case for Sam Elliott because Sam Elliott's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But. Beyond that, you're looking at maybe director. And yeah. Maybe, that's fine. Yeah, because best adapted screenplay maybe too. Because, like, I, okay, so I haven't seen the originals, I guess, plural. Yeah. Like, I don't know how different it was, but it had to have been considerably different. Because this movie takes place in, like, a modern area or area where Storyline, I'm Saturday pretty sure Live it's, shit like, like that. the same thing. Yeah. It's just the music changes. But uh, I, I guess they, but that's a thing, right? The music's a huge part of the movie. Yeah. So I guess, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you get one there. But, uh, it's not... At the end of the day, the Oscars does a Best pretty good job. Best sound mixing. Yeah, that was one problem I had with Black Klansman. When you watch it, the sound is not well done. Oh, there, there were a lot of there's a lot of scenes where like you can hear the scene just like click and end, and it's like the next scene started. It's not like a seamless transition. I can hear the point where they edited it. That's that's not great for a major motion picture. That's uh, that's. Director's choice, right there. You know, that's that's, that's a that's a choice. That's a minor league podcast stuff. If uh, if wink wink. If, yeah, hubba hubba. No, we wouldn't edit this podcast. Should edit something into there. Um, so uh, let's talk hockey. Let's talk some let's. hockey. Let's get into it uh, because there was a lot of big news this week. A lot of great stories, and obviously, I am talking about the return of the greatest. Feature of all time in live sports, which is the glow puck feature, where if the puck gets shot or passed across the ice, there's a blue thingy around it, and you can see like a big trail uh, follow the puck as it moves. What do you think of the glow puck, James? They brought back the glow puck. I understand <laughs> that. Oh, you hate it, fans don't you? You fucking hate it, don't you? Might not remember. Don't say it. Some things. Don't say it. And, um rehashing things from years prior seems to be something the league likes to do. Maybe maybe something but that should only be left for major motion just pictures to do. Let this die. Just <laughs> I thought we'd seen the end of it. I couldn't even tune in to watch the game. I could not put the game on. Oh, I didn't it. watch that game either. It was LA Edmonton. Fuck, who's going to watch that? I, I don't mind tossing on a late game, and it usually ends up being one of those two teams. But Wasn't that a Saturday afternoon game, too, though? Or was it? Well, I thought it was. wild. Either way. I don't know. I was at a time where I wasn't going to watch it. ever do that again. You didn't like it? Like, no. no. What, what's, what's your issue with the glow puck, though, specifically? 
I think it's fun, it's kitschy. It's not something that every game should do. I thought it was cool that they did it, and from the five minutes of the game I did watch, I enjoyed it. But you're right, like I, I, I'm not sure that that's something they should bring back on a permanent basis. I'll give the league this much. It's nostalgic. Um, I'm glad they didn't do it for the All-Star game. Cause I, I Who's think, to say? I think they're trying to, Who's to say? build up some excitement for the All-Star game and, and get some viewers, and that's not going to do it. So the problem with doing the glow puck at the All-Star game is the glow puck requires the puck to be passed or shot, and I don't really think that that's going to happen. That's much a fair the point. Game. Yeah, that's a fair point. No. Um, <laughs> Can't wait till 10-minute ten, ten periods of 3-on-3 three three result in a 2-1 final. Like, All-Star game's going to be great. I like how they had to change the name up, too. They had, they had to call it the glow puck because they couldn't use the original name. What was, was it called? Fox Tracks. Fox Tracks, right! Yeah. Well, yeah, Fox doesn't uh, have the broadcasting rights anymore, yeah. James. So, good. No, no more. I don't no. want to. I don't want to see blue red lines on my screen while I'm trying to watch but a hockey game. Doesn't it bring back memories no. of simpler times Not of of John John Leclerc getting a pass from Eric uh, Desjardins and teeing up a big slap shot to the voice of Gary Thorne? Over the shoulder of John Van Beesbrook. Let me put it to you this way: I remember watching hockey before it was around. And then I remember watching hockey when it first came out. And I specifically remember asking my father, what are the lines in the screen for? And his immediate frustrated answer was just, I don't know. <laughs> like, he obviously knew what they were, but yeah. he was, you know what I mean? That was the kind of answer Refusing where, to acknowledge it's even happening. I shouldn't teach my son this because it's not going to matter no. kind of answer. It's, it's something better left for video games and, like, the odd kitschy comeback, maybe, but I don't think it's something that we need to work into having like every, uh, like all the time or anything like that. You know, what they, you know what they should do with it? They they should just keep it. If if they're so hell bent on having this stupid thing, keep it for like the second period of the, of the outdoor games, and just have it only on for the second period of the outdoor games when literally no one gives a shit. Or if you're looking to cater to the idiots, maybe only do it at the All Star game. Yeah. Maybe. But again, it goes back to your point about not having any shots or passes, so who knows. Uh, should we talk about the disastrous game that's about to happen in a few weeks of, of second-tier stars? If, if we don't now, we're average, never going to get around to it. A below so. average. Yeah, let's let's get into it. This is the all-star edition of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast, probably, because uh, we are planning... We are planning around the All-Star break to do... Uh, Anything else. <laughs> not really a hockey edition of the podcast. Uh, maybe something about a movie, or... I don't know. But, um, yeah, the All-Star game is, is a thing. It's going to happen. The uh, lineups were released this week. You've got some interesting decisions... Maybe I should pull those up so we can talk about I, those. I Do you want to here. talk about that? Okay. What? Uh, let's let's announce the All Star rosters here because I'm sure nobody listening to the podcast has heard the All Star rosters yet. All right. Well, well, we'll probably they actually probably haven't because I feel like real hockey fans listen to this podcast, and I don't imagine that real hockey fans know or care the All Star lineups probably. yet for the sponsor fest. Um, th- uh, there it. there is a bit of a caveat to this in that these aren't caveat. the final rosters because yeah. they're having some sort of fan vote competition to get one more guy on each team, kind of like how the MLB does, which is a great idea, but... In the MLB it is. Yeah. Because um, the MLB All-Star Game is great. Uh, All-Star Weekend's great. It's not great. Eh, it's pretty good. There's literally no All-Star Game in any sport that I want to watch. The MLB is the only one that's Closest. Like, it's like, yeah, it's the best. I'm, I'm it's the best by the best far the situation. closest. I, I've watched 
MLB All-Star games almost every year. Not every year. Like, some years if I'm busy, I don't they, watch it. But. They, they got rid of that thing where the World Series home field mm-hmm. is decided, right? That was the only cool thing about I know, the All-Star I hate game. that. Yeah. I hate that. Anyway, uh, the Atlantic Division, as it stands, uh, you got Jack Eichel from the Buffalo Sabres, uh, Nikita Kucherov from the Lightning, Captain Austin Matthews from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Funny how he can get a letter in one of those uh, <clears throat> teams, but not the other. Yeah, he won't be there. Uh, David Pasternak from Boston. Steven Samkos, also from the Tampa Lightning. John Taveras, also from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice. Thomas Shabbat from the Ottawa Senators. Keith Yandel from the Florida Panthers. And your goaltenders are Jimmy Howard from Detroit and Andre Vasilevsky from the Lightning. That's worth noting Carey Price was elected to the All-Star team. He has decided he is not attending. It's also worth noting that... Um, as it stands, there's uh, there's there's no Montreal Canadiens on uh, the All Star roster right now, unless Shea Weber wins that vote in thing. So the last man in is going to be Tomas Tatar, or yeah, well, he's not on the list. It, it's Shea Weber's the, uh, the representative. So it has to be Shea Weber. Shea Weber or bust for the Canadians. Ooh, he might be hurt. Might be hurt. <laughs> might it's... not get the votes over a certain other defenseman that's oh, on the they'll, list. They'll rig it. They might. They'll rig they it. They might have to. Shea Weber's going. Yeah. Come on. Uh, moving on to the Metro, we got uh, Sebastian Ajo from the Carolina Hurricanes. Not Sebastian Ajo from the New York Islanders, I may add. Hmm. Uh, Cam Atkinson from the Blue Jackets. Matty Barzell from the Islanders. Uh, Sidney Crosby from the Penguins, who uh, <clears throat> may or may not <clears throat> end up there, but we'll see. Uh, Claude Giroux from Philadelphia. Taylor Hall from the Devils. John Carlson from the Capitals. Seth Jones from the Blue Jackets, and your goaltenders are Braden Holtby from Washington and King Henrik Lundqvist from the Rangers. I'm happy to see Cam Atkinson there, because I think he sure. really, I think he really deserves it. I don't know if he's been to one. I think he went to one. This is his second. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm happy to see him there because I think he really deserves it. I think he's one of the most consistent players in the league, and I figured they might just cop out and only send like a Seth Jones or a Bobrovsky. Or a Bredman. Uh, and they sent uh, Cam Atkinson, so I think that's awesome. Yeah, plus you get Jones. So, you know, a couple guys from Columbus. Yeah. Finally getting some love. Yeah. Well, I think Jones went last year, but... Yeah, he did. Yeah, Jones yeah. is like the perennial... He'll be there every year, yeah. for sure. Unless he's hurt. Uh, the Central. Or wants to drink beers with the boys. We got uh, Patty Kane from Chicago. Nice, I just acquired him in fantasy hockey. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Captain Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche. Nice. Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues. Uh, Miko Ratnan from the Avalanche. Okay. Mark Scheifele from the Jets. Okay. Blake Wheeler from the Jets. Uh, Miro Heiskanen from the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Roman Yossi from Nashville. And your goaltenders are Devin Dubnik from the Wild. And Pekka Rene from the Predators. I'm good with all that. Scheifele's first appearance. Cool. Sounds odd to say out loud. He was hurt last year, Yeah, I guess, no, so. I get it. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds weird to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with all that. Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis, yeah? Is that your, is that your go-to? Uh, I had to think about who else was on that team for a second. So I, Petrangelo I, was hurt, so yeah. you, like you can't send him, and he looks kind of off this is, year. Is, is, is Tarasenko not just more of like a, a guy to go see as opposed to like the defensive-minded face-off winning Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah, but Ryan O'Reilly's been legitimately better than Vladimir Tarasenko this he year. Has. So I, I, I guess... Yeah. I guess I don't know. Tar- Tarasenko guy. really has not been good this year. So no, yeah, I get um, your yeah, I get your saying. You just know, if you're putting names on the backs of these jerseys and trying to sell them, yeah, 
No, I'm good with O'Reilly. I think okay. he deserves it. That's fair. Uh, the Pacific, finally. Uh, Johnny Hockey from the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Clayton Keller from the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Captain Connor McDavid mm-hmm. from uh, <coughs> Edmonton. Uh, Joe Pavelski from the Hometown Sharks. Elias Pedersen from the Canucks. Brent Burns from the Hometown Sharks. Eric Carlson from the Hometown Sharks. Drew Doughty from the Kings. And the goaltenders are Marc-Andre Fleury from the uh, from the Knights, sorry, and Seth Jones. Sorry, John, John Gibson. John John Gibson from the Anaheim Ducks. It's it's my contention that if the players actually tried in the All-Star game, that team fucking slaughters the other three. It's not even close, I don't think. You'd, you'd think. Holy Christ, yeah. that's a good team. Yeah. <laughs> like, the team's good, and then I forgot they had John Gibson in net. Yeah. Good so. stuff. Yeah, I don't just, know. Just based on the list of guys so, I gave you, could could you tell me uh, which of those players has appeared in the most All-Star games? Of all those players? Yeah. yeah I guess I should have been paying attention. It wasn't who I thought it was. I'm going to guess... Uh, I'm going to guess Eric Carlson. Uh, he's been in six, which is tied for second. Okay. But with eight... Pavelski? Uh, Patty Kane. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Patty Kane's not one to turn down that offer. No, like he's not a Crosby or, right. a, you know, to to say like I'm not gonna go. Like he loved that shit, man. Back when you could put like a cape on your back and fucking, you know what I mean, set your stick on fire, fire and shit. Like that was Patty Kane's game, man. That was Patty Kane's mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So uh, I think that's mint. I don't know. Cool. Good for Patty yeah. Kane. I so like Patty it, Kane. Interesting thing I also picked up um, when I was looking at the All Star rosters. Okay. They're doing this last man in vote thing where the fans get to vote on who the last guy on each team is. Okay, and they give you a list, one guy from each team in the division kind of thing. All the teams minus the Pacific only have two defensemen Mm -hmm. on the roster. Mm -hmm. I thought the rules stipulated that you had to have three defensemen on the roster. I I didn't know that there were rules pertaining to the All-Star game. Okay. Other than... Here are the length of the periods, and here's how many players you can put on the ice, I thought, were the only rules, really. Yeah, I get that. I, I thought it was, like, two goalies, three defensemen, and then, like, whatever, seven forwards or whatever it ended up being. Nah. But you should just send a team of all goalies one year. Fuck nice. it. You know what I mean? This this game's already a joke enough. Let's just do whatever we want now. Fair <laughs> enough. So I guess, like, because uh, that, that was kind of where I was going with the All-Star Game competition, or uh, conversation, sorry. What is your opinion on the game itself? Do you like that it exists? Do you resent its existence? Because, I, I mean, know. like, because, like, let, let's just, cards on the table here real, real quick. Like, neither of us are watching that game. No. Unless it's, like, unless we're bored sitting around the day of, which is I'm, I'm pretty probably, infrequent. There's a higher chance of me watching the skills competition than there is of me watching yeah, the I, I, I'll I used to tape it. I don't even do that anymore. Right. I don't even, I don't even tape it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I will try to watch that if I can, but. Here's my thing with the All-Star game. Now that, they, now that they don't have that goofy breakaway competition anymore, like, I really don't care about the skills comp as much as I used to. Yeah. I thought that was mint. I'm historically driven. I like why we have an all-star game. Okay. Like, I, I get it. Like, it used to be uh, a bunch of the best players in the league playing against the Stanley Cup champion team. Insert base intro of Pink Floyd's money right here. Thank you. But then, something happened... Um, where the league <laughs> kind of said, hey, we should maybe capitalize on this. And since the Stanley Cup champions aren't always the same 
23 guys that won the cup the year before. Let's just make two all-star teams to play against each other. And um, ever since then, it's kind of just been going downhill, steadier and steadier, to the point where now guys you'll see like Carey Price and Alex Ovechkin just, nah, I'm good. I'll take the weekend off. I'll serve my one-game suspension instead of going out to pretend yeah. to play hockey. Do you do you resent the players sitting out? Like, do you do you think it's bad for the game? Do you think it's bad for the league's image or anything like that? I don't know if it's bad. Um, I think it's. Do you resent it? I resent it only in the sense <clears throat> that if I am, which I'm not. A hockey dad who's got a young kid, and you're a hockey dad though. We're going to like you don't maybe, have a kid, but yeah. you're a hockey dad. But you know what I mean. Let's like, be if, honest. If, if, I, if I'm taking like my son, who's like seven or eight years old, to see the All Star game because I live in San Jose, and let's say you might be Sharks fans, but you know my kid really loves Ovechkin or really loves Price or something like that, and now that guy's not going. Like, how do I explain that to my kid? Yeah, you know what I mean, and like. As who like for for me, I get it. Like I don't I don't want I don't want John Tavares going to the All Star game. I don't want Frederick Anderson going to the All Star game. I'm a Leaf fan. I want yeah. those guys healthy, ready to go. I I'm more worried about May and June than I am one weekend in February. Well, and see that's why like I don't really hate that the players don't try that much during the All Star game because I I don't think they should get rid of the All Star game. Like, I, I, I would like to see it. I, I don't care if it exists or not, but, like, I get why it exists. It's good for sponsors. It's good for those kids going out and watching the, their favorite player and all that kind of stuff. It's good for the city that it's hosted yeah. in. But, like, at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really bother me if the game's there or not. And I'm not, it's not going to change, you know, as a diehard hockey fan. Like, I'm not going to watch a fucking game. Like, what no. kind of diehard hockey fan cares about that kind of a game? I'd, I'd so, almost like, be more inclined, yeah. now that we have a team in Vegas, to, like, maybe let's just put this All-Star game during, like, awards weekend. Everyone's going to be there anyway. Honestly. No one's because resting up. That that's almost what the NFL does. Like, the NFL holds their All-Star game right at the end of the year. Yeah. It's the second right last weekend. The Super Bowl, right? It's a weekend before the Super Bowl, and everyone who's playing in it is not playing in the Super Bowl, so, like, it's not a great game, but they play football. Like, there are hits, and, like, they yeah. play the game. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I still don't give a shit about that either, but, like... The thing, the thing too, is, is, like, if, if, if they keep I'm it the I'm fine exact... if these guys don't want to try, though. Like, I get it, yeah. because Tavares trying to win a cup. Anderson's trying to win a cup. These guys are trying to right. win a cup. I get it. And that kind of leads me to my point. Like, I'm totally fine with Ovechkin taking the option. I'm totally fine with Carey Price taking the option. Uh, I, I agree the NHL to suspend them for a game. I think that's only fair. Um, but I'm fine with it. If they want to sit out a game and they think that, you know what I mean, them sitting out that extra game for their team on the other side of it is worth the risk of going to the All-Star game and keeping themselves kind of worn down, I'm fine with it. Sit Sean, Sean McIndoe had a really interesting point um, that I think might warrant some attention from the league. And and that is the idea of, of say, every third or every fifth All-Star game that you go to, um, you earn yeah. the ability to skip out on one. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, that. and then that way you're kind of putting that onus on, like, You've earned it. 
you know, and, yeah. and like, hockey players love that shit. Yeah, right? because like, and and that's the thing too is like you know, and this is the funny thing. I could I couldn't get over this on Twitter this week is someone was apparently legitimately serious when they said this too that uh, Ovechkin sitting out the All Star game is a mockery to the game, and you know it's something Sidney Crosby wouldn't do. <laughs> Wow. Sidney Crosby has been to two All-Star games in... Four, but... Really? Yeah. I thought last year was his second. No, he's been to four. Okay. Regardless, he's skipped out on seven All-Star games yeah. then? It's a lot. He's pretty notorious for not going to these things. Right. So don't... You know what I mean? Maybe the worst example possible is to compare Ovechkin to Crosby yeah. and say Crosby's the- a good boy and Ovechkin's not. Like, Ovechkin's gone to every fucking one of these men. He's there every single year. He's the face of the All-Star game itself. He's the guy that everyone is watching the skills competition for, watching the game for. He is the most fun player in the league and has been for a while. So, you know what I mean? If he doesn't want to go, I get it. He has put himself out there for years and years and years for this league, and I agree with him taking a year off because, you know what, the guy played 110 games last year. He went to the fucking All-Star game last year. You know what I mean? He goes to every World Championship, every single thing like that. So take a year off. Sure. Just take, Just take a year weekend. off. Yeah. It's, it's one yeah. weekend. It's it's six hours of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if, if To you, recuperate for nine days, I think it's great. If you Go move ahead. this thing to the, the awards weekend like I was talking about, and keep all the rules the yeah. same, because you have to consider, like, there's a prize for the human Who, Who's going to turn down a free trip to Vegas in the middle of June? Right. You know what I mean? If you're not already going. They're, exactly. They're, they're going to so, go. If you if you look at it, there's, there's a prize for the team that wins this stupid little tournament that they do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred thousand dollars per guy, which Ovechkin is like essentially almost giving up by yeah. getting the one game suspension. Yeah. Okay, good, so he doesn't need it. Good for Clayton Keller and but that's good the for thing. Elias Pettersson, exactly. right? Like, Those guys could actually use a hundred thousand dollars to you know pay off their loan yeah, that they have for a fucking basically an outdoor rink game. Exactly. Why not? And like I said, now that you got a rink in don't, Vegas, don't get me wrong. If I were twenty, I'd go to that game and I would eat it up. If I were twenty-five, I'd go to that game and eat it up. Yeah. If I'd gone to six or seven of them, I can understand why they probably lose their luster really quick. Sure. Nothing to them. No. It's just you. You go. You take two shots on net. They tell you how hard your shot was, and then you go drink vodka on the bench for an hour and a half. Yep. Like, what do you? You know what I mean? Awards weekend. Everyone, anyone that does care will still tune in. Yeah. All of us that don't still won't. Yeah. And you got no worries about like, oh, is so and so going to be in Vegas that weekend? Like, yeah. you're fine. Do it then. The NHL All Star Game hosted by Sebastian Maniscalco. Nice. There you go. Followed cool. by the NHL Awards hosted by Sebastian Maniscalco. No, I'm down for it. Why not? There's no point in having it in the middle of this year, other than the fact that it's a break in the middle of the year for like 95% of the NHL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's good for everyone else. But we for can't the players take a break that have to go, Olympics, it's not a break. So. <sighs> yeah. RIP Olympics for yeah. sure. Uh, okay, what's next? Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> um, There's some good museums in New York. Okay. Like, I don't know. So. Elliot Friedman reported on Hockey Night in Canada. They're a oh, fuck. I, it's like the third week in a row I've messed up this segment's name. I don't know. On their satellite hot stove segment, which it's not called anymore, but whatever, that Dougie Hamilton of the Carolina Hurricanes may be available. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, we talked about Dougie Hamilton getting traded to the Carolina Hurricanes about four months ago when we first started the podcast because he got traded there about. Five months ago? That might have been like Six months ago? One. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this recently, evaluated a trade of him going to the Carolina Hurricanes, and now there is talk that he may get dealt. 
So, uh, should should we talk about maybe first why why is he get why is he available? Let's talk about that first. Sure. Why is it that the Carolina Hurricanes see a player that they just acquired and made a major move for and gave up two core pieces to get? Uh, why do you think they see him expendable at this point? Because on the ice, he has not been bad. He's been Dougie Hamilton, which for me, I'm not a Dougie Hamilton guy per se. I don't really think he's amazing in terms of defensive ability. I don't really think he's amazing with the puck. He knows how to score goals. He can jump in on the rush, uh, but he's kind of a big guy that maybe doesn't skate quite as well as he should for an offensive defenseman. Uh, he still skates fine, but uh, I don't know. He's still been fine there, I think, though. Yeah. So I don't really see why he would be available in terms of an on-ice thing. And for me, you know, not to agree with Nick Kiprios, but on the same hand, this is... You might be looking at his fourth team by the time he's 25. Okay. Which for a top 10 draft pick is kind of odd. Alright. I will have you... I, I will direct you to uh, take a look at the general managers that uh, have orchestrated said trades. <laughs> I don't know if Peter Shirley was in his right mind when he traded away Dougie Hamilton. Well, I don't know if it's... Maybe I don't know if you should be looking so much at who is trading them away as much as who is acquiring them. Though. Well, I think you because, have to. Because well, if, P- if Pierce really is a bad general manager, and everything that he's done since this moment b- indicates that he is. Okay, but Brad Tree Living is not a bad general manager. Brad, Brad Tree Living is a pretty good general Brad manager. Brad Tree Living actually. is the only guy that like saw an opportunity mm-hmm. to make an acquisition in Elias uh, Lindholm and Noah Hannafin at the cost of a very good defenseman. And that's a hockey trade as far as I'm concerned. You're bringing over a coach in Bill Peters who's who may have come to you and said, hey, I need Lindholm. I need Hannafin. Get it done. Like, get me those guys and I will get you to the playoffs. And now Trey Living's in a position where, okay, maybe I have to give up a guy like Dougie Hamilton who is expendable in that regard because you've got guys like Giordano and you're mm-hmm. going to be getting other defensemen in this trade. So that, that, I think, is just a fair hockey trade. And Dougie Hamilton was just the unfortunate, you know, consequence of, of having to go the other way. Maybe. I mean, maybe there was more to it, though, whereas there, there, there is been. things going on with Dougie you don't Hamilton. Know. And he we, is like, an issue. You're right. We don't know. He is going to museums instead of hanging out sure. with the boys. And, and they see that as an issue. Because the Calgary Flames paid a hefty price to get Dougie Hamilton. And granted, Dougie Hamilton was there for three seasons, I think. Yeah. Three, three seasons. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like... Uh, it's not like he was in and out really, really quickly. But at the same hand, like they traded a first-round draft pick and two second-round draft picks to get Dougie Hamilton. Um, so I think Brad Tree Living saw an opportunity there, and, but maybe it didn't work out and maybe there is other things going on. I, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's hard if this player is as valuable as people make him out to be and he continues to get traded for pretty decent returns. Like I, I sort of wonder if... It isn't teams giving up on him if there isn't other things going on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't jump at the idea that Tom Dundon and Don Waddell are really the guys that should indicate that we uh, should be looking at off ice issues. You might, you might be right. Like it might be, it might be a coincidence. But at the same hand, four teams, and we've heard about potential for off ice issues. So. But I, have we, I like, sort of I, wonder. I, I, I hear the off-ice issues yeah. of what there are, and they're not issues. 
that a guy doesn't talk to his teammates? It's kind of an issue. He just likes to hang out at different places. Well, no, the, the whole the whole thing was that he does that, like, instead of going to team functions and things like that, too. Like, the whole report initially was that Dougie Hamilton, like, doesn't have friends on the team. He doesn't socialize with his teammates. Hmm. Like, the going to the museum thing was, like, the, the punchline to the joke kind of thing. But... I don't know. It's hard to say. Because, like, at what point do you start to overvalue the off-ice as opposed to what he's doing for you as a hockey team? Like, as a hockey player? Like... If Wayne Gretzky spent all of his time at museums not hanging out with the boys at the strip club with Mark Messier and the Cup, as long as you're winning the Cup, what's the problem? Like, as long as you got a, ho- a guy that's producing and, and playing hockey for you, I, I don't I don't get what the issue is. And I think Dougie Hamilton's had a fine career. You look at the numbers, I don't think he's a bad player or a hindrance to his team okay. or anything like that. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's 25. He's a right-handed shot defenseman. I think, if anything, I think the Hurricanes are sitting down saying, you know, the season isn't going our way. We could get a Taylor Hall plus for a guy like Dougie Hamilton because apparently the price for Taylor Hall is much lower than Dougie Hamilton. And maybe they're just looking to make an honest-to-goodness move uh, to better their team down the road. I don't know. Maybe. They haven't gotten a Taylor Hall plus for him before, and his value's not getting higher. You can make the argument that a first and two seconds would be equivalent to what Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall. What, what Taylor Hall was when you traded him. He, was, he wasn't a heart winner when you traded for him. Yeah, maybe. Taylor Hall also, you have to remember, had his own off-ice issues that, you know, as soon as he went to New Jersey, uh, you know, they got them figured out pretty quick. And, you know, guys, he's still he's still young. He's, he's only 25. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not panicking when it comes to the idea that he's going to be traded for the third time in his career. Um, especially when you're in, involving a couple of GMs, like like I mentioned. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's semi alarming to me. And um, I mean, me personally, like uh, it's hard for me to kind of sit here and say that you know I think this is a red flag, and all of a sudden you shouldn't trade for Dougie Hamilton because I I've like I mentioned long been on the Dougie Hamilton is overrated train. So you know I can't sit here and really say that. You shouldn't go and trade for Dougie Hamilton because I already thought that. But at the same hand, I I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's been a lot of connections that there might be a fit there with the Leafs, um, which nice. uh, where it all started. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not interested. But I'm not the general manager, so he's got two years left at a uh, 5.75 cap hit, which isn't terrible. So yeah, I don't I'd, know. I'd, I, I, from a Leaf perspective, I'd, I'd probably just rather hang on to Gardner than. Well, bring in that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the thing, right? Like, I'd rather have Gardner and Dougie Hamilton. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, for was... that price, yeah. So yeah, Dougie Hamilton might be available. Where, like, where do you think he gets traded? It's tough. Um, I like I said, like he's a, he's a young right-handed shot defenseman on a semi-reasonable cap hit. I, I could see someone making a push for him. I don't. I, I couldn't really tell you who. Um, I. You know what? He he seems like he's better suited for the Western Conference. Uh, if I had to come right out and say it, I thought he had his best years in Calgary. Obviously, he's not had a lot of years, but um, maybe a team like Edmonton's in play because Lord knows they're always trying to pick up a defenseman. But I don't know. Yeah, Connor McDavid for Doug Hamilton, I guess. So you think so? Yeah, one for one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I yeah, it, it would be interesting to see what he fetches. I mean, 
the thing is, Carolina needs goal scoring. And, like, Dougie Hamilton's the closest thing you have to a goal scoring defenseman. Really. So, I mean, like, what, like, I don't know. What is the sense, unless you're getting a goal scorer back for him? But, like, the thing that who's kinda... available and who's out there, like, you're going to trade him to St. Louis for Tarasenko? Yeah. Like, why would St. Louis do that? Yeah. The thing you know? that the thing that makes me laugh, kind of, is, is the idea that they, they traded away Noah Hannafin for this guy. Yeah. No, Anafin's going to be a looking, really good defenseman. Looking pretty good in Calgary there. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't, I don't know. I think Carolina yeah. I, I think Carolina should ride it through, hang on to him. Unless this is strictly a hockey move to better the team down the road and there's a legitimate offer on the table. If it's off-ice stuff, I'd bite the bullet, just hang on to him for a year. Like, have him try to get... Like, a guy's never going to get familiar and comfortable with his teammates if he keeps jumping around every few months. Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. You're, you're trying to fix a problem by, you know encouraging the problem to a degree and uh, I, I don't know yeah just give them a go give them give them some yeah have a house party i, don't know. I mean i, don't, I, I don't mean know. yeah have a house party yeah and try to invite dougie and make sure he comes yeah i mean just have like, dougie's house the, the trade looks pretty good for the calgary flames at this point like it, it seems to have worked out pretty well for them and speaking of the calgary flames and you know being satisfied if you're a calgary flames fan uh i should direct your attention to this week's sponsor uh which is airedale Fishing and hunting, low, own, sort of owned by a Calgary Flame fan. Not owned, owned by the family of a Calgary Flame fan. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mike Wern on the podcast. Uh, yeah, this week's uh, episode sponsored by Airedale Hunting and Fishing. Uh, located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 fly-in outpost camps that are all unique. And the fly-in experience helps keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Uh, for fishing, the area is host to brook trout, lake trout, northern pike, perch, walleye, and what else might you call walleye, James? Pickerel? You got her, buddy. Nice. Yeah, it only took four months for you to remember that one. Uh, uh, Pickerel, if you're Canadian. Airedale is open from May 15th to October 31st, so it is not open yet this year, but it is wise to begin looking into your summer trip plans. It takes a while to get everything ready, get yourself set up. You want everything done right. If you're going out there, do it the right way, do it everything right. So, uh, so give them a call, give them a shout, visit their, uh, their website, www.outpostcamps.com for more information. So talk to Martin, talk to Jen, start planning your trip, get everything set up with Airedale Hunting and Fishing. Uh, it's a great chance for a fantastic summer getaway with friends or family. You got her. <laughs> Way to chip in there, little buddy. Yeah. Yeah, 10-4, little buddy. Um, never been fishing, so I probably shouldn't comment no, too much on it. Never been fishing. I, fishing. I was going to say, like, how does there's, how do you, there's some how lake, have you never tossed a fucking line in the water? There's, there's some lake out by the border, apparently, that they just, like, grow the fish, and they keep them in this little pond, and then you take your little kid there, and, like, they catch, like, five fish, and think they're, yeah. With their Fisher Price yeah, fishing rod. I thought rod. I was the greatest fisherman in the history of the sport, mm. until I uh, got a little wiser and a little older, and uh, I haven't been back since. It's so. kind of amazing, considering you don't fish, and your mom is, like, a professional fisherman now. she is an angler yeah, yeah. she's winning contest <laughs> after after contest yeah. out in the great area of you should, rainy river you should bring her up to airedale nice little family getaway one year okay we'll have to make a little weekend uh, weekend away of it i'll drink the beers and she'll catch the fish there you go there you go guy uh speaking of the new jersey we mentioned the new jersey devils a few minutes ago uh their head coach has signed an extension john hines 
is now the team's head coach for the next few years. He signed an extension. What do you think of the John Hines extension? Do you think John Hines is doing a good job in New Jersey? Does he warrant uh, that vote of confidence? What What do you think? Hard to say, isn't it? Like New Jersey's been a, a kind of a weird team the last couple of seasons. I like John and, Hines for the record. Oh yeah, no, yeah. so do I. Um, I'm I'm just I'm not sold on him in New Jersey. I like him as a coach, but. There's been a, a lot of inconsistency with that team. Um, I don't know if maybe the roster is starting to look the other way when it comes to what he has to say. Um, but clearly management likes him enough to you know extend him. It'd be nice to see some results uh, with him in, in New Jersey because, you know, like Taylor Hall's not getting any younger. Uh, yeah, he's a Hart Trophy winner. Um but there's not a lot to look forward to in this team. Mackenzie Blackwood, I guess, is maybe the next big piece that they're hoping turns out. But like, you're not getting rid of Corey Schneider anytime soon. I'm sorry. Like, you're, you're, there's no one that's taking <laughs> you, that contract. You can try. Hands. You, you can are, try. You, the New Jersey Devils are praying for a couple of compliance buyouts in the next lockout. Let me say that. Um, I don't know. I like. I get it. If if John Hines is the guy you want to ride and you want to give him the, the contract that you, that they gave him, that's fine. Like he's a great coach. Like I just I don't know why it hasn't worked this season, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to be able to what more he can get out of what he's got. Uh, you know, barring some sort of big trade in the off season or you know big free agent signing that they bring in. I don't know. I'm I like it, but I'm I'm also kind of hesitant. Yeah, I mean. Like, for me, I, I would make the case that, you know, they haven't necessarily done uh, that much better since Blackwood's come up. Now, mind you, Kincaid's gotten into some of those games. But, you know, the, the problem with this team is they're one of those, like, chicken-and-the-egg sort of arguments, kind of like a, a Bill Peters sort of coach, where is the goaltending bad because the team in front of it is bad or is the team in front of the goaltending bad because the goaltending doesn't bail them out like what what sort of team is this is this a team where you know what i mean they play a structure that causes the goaltending to be weak there's really no trackable stat for that one you know what i mean like you you can look at heat maps all you want but like at the end of the day they don't necessarily tell the whole story and short of watching the game and taking a look at how every single turnover happens um you know, there's really no way to actually track for sure how you're winning and losing every single hockey game. Like, it's like, just, it's really tough, and that's yeah. why you have video coaches, but... It's not a great defense core in New Jersey. Like, it's no, fine, but it's, well, it's not great. And, and, it's no, probably it's, in the bottom, you know, third of the league. It's bad. Yeah. I, I would argue it's bad. Because their number one defenseman, I mean, they're, look, uh, so their last game, their six defensemen were Andy Green, Will Butcher, Ben Lovejoy, Steve Santini... Damon Severson, Sammy Vatman. Um, you know, I would argue Vatman's a top four. Severson's a top four. I don't know if any of the rest of them are. Yeah. At this point in their careers, maybe Will Butcher. Yeah, he might uh, turn out. Maybe know. he's a number four right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of these guys, like I think Santini's going to be good. Butcher's still young enough. Severson's still young. So I mean, like there there might be room to grow there, but. I don't know. Like, I, I take a look. I'm even looking at their forwards right now. Like, I, I don't know who this Brett Cini is. I know he got hammered by Tom Wilson. Short of that, I don't really know much about him. But, I mean, like, this isn't a great group. Like, Drew Stafford is on this team. 
Stefan Nazen is not good. Like, I don't know. Pavel Zak has really not turned out. No. Holy man. So. And, and again, like you were putting a, a lot of uh, fish in the basket when you signed Corey Schneider. So. Yeah. For, yeah. How many how many years left on that one? Three more? Three or four, yeah. Three more. Not, I think we looked it up the other great. night. Yeah, it's not good. So, I mean, they're in a bind. But, like, at, at the end of the day, basically what I'm getting at is I don't attribute these team struggles to, no. to John Hines. Do I. Like, I think... I think it's a Ray Shiro thing. Like, I, it's, it's not even necessarily Ray Shiro, though, because it's like, this is just a team that's trying to rebuild. Yeah. And they just sort of happen to be half-decent while they're rebuilding. Like, you, you can't blame them for going out and, and trading for Taylor Hall for an extremely cheap price. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just... They see the Oilers are interested in, in giving them Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. What are they going to do? Oh, sorry, we don't plan on being good for another three years. Can you call us back, please? Like, no, just take Taylor Hall. You're going to win, like, ten extra games a year or whatever. Just fucking deal with it. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? I don't know. I think this is a team that's kind of caught in, in, in the middle of what is an awkward rebuild it's just, right now. Yeah, and, and that's why it is kind of weird that they're extending their coach. Because if, if anyone is to blame, you could make the argument that it is Ray Shiro. Okay? Mm-hmm. And usually, when GMs are on the hot seat, they'll pull the coach card and mm-hmm. fire the coach, which makes it odd that if if he's on any hot seat at all, it does that make, he's extending his. It coach. does make me respect Ray Shiro, though, sure. and that that is one thing I will give Ray Shiro. Now that you bring up that point, is Ray Shiro is one of the few general managers in the league. He is not the type to fire his head coach when he's when he's on the hot seat. He's done it. Don't get me wrong, but like. Firing Bilesma was because Bilesma was just legitimately turned into a bad coach all of a sudden. Like, that was a good firing, I mm-hmm. thought. But, like, I don't know. He's not the type who's going to go out and fight. Like, he's a go-down-with-the-ship kind of guy, man. And I, I respect the hell out of Ray Shiro for that, too. Yeah. But, I don't know. I like it. It's a good move. Uh, good for John Hines. I think it's a good opportunity for hope, him. Hope so. works out. Yeah. Why not? Hopefully. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a, of a internet portion of the podcast here so everybody pull out your phones we're gonna do a we're gonna do an interactive activity here live this is black mirror bandersnatch all over again did you do that no did you do bandersnatch no interest at all really no have you ever watched black mirror Uh, a couple episodes couldn't get into it no did you watch like season one is that why the old british episodes were like the first one he's like fucking a pig or something no. Yeah. No. The first don't two. Remember that. The first two seasons, not too good. You should skip that. Spoiler alert. I, Definitely I don't, don't get remember into those. any pig fucking. That's for sure. Yeah. The first episode's kind of fucked up, but uh, the rest of. I saw the one like season where three season four, I saw yeah. the one where the chicks like freaking out about like gotta get my score up. Yeah. Like, be nice to people. Yeah. yeah. That one's okay. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Sure. Yeah. Didn't uh, like it. No, nah, that, that one's okay. Did you watch the one after that where the guy gets uh, he needs a bunch of. He needs some cash. I believe it's Wyatt Russell, actually. It's Kurt Russell's son. Needs, like, some cash So and while he's on, like, this trip abroad. So he goes to, like, do this uh, gaming company that does, like, a virtual reality thing. No? I don't think so. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. It is, uh... The ending of that fucked me up for about 45 minutes. I kind of just sat there after I watched it and kind of just sat and didn't do much for a little while. Wow. Yeah. It's mm. it's got one of the more shocking endings to a thing I've ever seen. Okay, I would recommend it. It's called Playtest. Playtest. Yeah. So everybody go turn on Black Mirror and don't listen to the end of this podcast. Um, no. Uh, in terms of internet things, we we're going to talk about Mike McKenna, the 
incredibly well-traveled goaltender. Had a hell of a week last week. Um, it kind of happened while we were recording and putting together last week's podcast, so we didn't really have an opportunity to talk about it. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Mike McKenna is a professional hockey goaltender. And I say that because he's not really an NHLer. He's not really an AHLer. He's not really belonging to any particular league or team. He's He is a gypsy as far as the Ooh. North American hockey. He just travels around. Going town to town. Hey, play, I've got pads. Playing his song and <laughs> like, like um, you kids need a goalie. Yeah. Hey, Steve McKenna. Mike McKenna. There you go. That's, Steve, that's Steve, how unknown Steve, he is. Steve McKenna was a uh, NHLer in the early two thousands who was like seven foot five. He wasn't that tall, but remember him? He was huge. You're right. Steve McKenna's a real guy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, but we're talking about Mike McKenna here now because he's been well traveled. Um, his wife. Had a uh, few things to say. had a few things to say. Do you want to pull up that tweet thread, maybe, so yeah. that way I can actually address it? So, for those of you who are not familiar with Mike McKenna, let's get to know him. Mike McKenna was drafted in the 2002 NHL entry draft by the Nashville Predators, 172nd overall. He is 35 years old, from St. Louis, Missouri. He's six foot two, 190 pounds. He has played for teams such as fuck I don't know if this song's long enough uh he played for St. Lawrence University the Las Vegas Wranglers the Norfolk Admirals the Portland Pirates the Norfolk Admirals again the Tampa Bay Lightning the Lowell Devils the Albany Devils the New Jersey Devils the Binghamton Senators the Peoria Rivermen the Springfield Falcons Columbus Blue Jackets Portland Pirates. Did I already say them? Yep. Second time around for them. Arizona Coyotes. The Springfield Thunderbirds. The Syracuse Crunch. Texas Stars. Dallas Stars. Belleville Senators. Ottawa Senators. Vancouver Canucks. And the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, his favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. Because he travels the Rocky Road. The Rocky Road. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway... Mike McKenna's wife, Rachel, Rachel had some comments um, about how she's kind of been complaining over Twitter as of late because Mike McKenna, for so just a little bit of preface, uh, he went from the Ottawa Senators to the Vancouver Canucks to the Philadelphia Flyers last week in the matter of three days, I believe, at most three, maybe four. Uh, days and he's now on the Philadelphia Flyers. He started what would have been last night, um, his first start with the Flyers, and she was kind of complaining over Twitter and she was taking some heat about how maybe she was like going after certain organizations who had uh, who've who've had Mike as a goaltender and basically she apologized for those tweets and sort of explained. Um, to the people of Twitter, what she was sort of getting at. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to read the tweet thread? Maybe for people who didn't oh, that's see a it. Long one. Um, uh, it was quite a bit. Maybe just just give everyone the gist of it. The general idea is just that, like you know, she she, she was upset that you know, obviously her husband is is moving all over the country, um, back and forth, no stability, and it, it's hard. Like these these players, as much as we like to sit here on podcasts and you know TV shows and you know work coffee break rooms uh these people are like human beings right and they've got lives they've got families 
And I guess she was just frustrated that, well, you know... you got to respect the hell out of it, right? I mean, like, as much as we sit here and yeah. and complain about every player and everything I, over I the podcast... I know like, where I'm working tomorrow when I wake up. Fuck, fuck, man. I woke up today and I watched movies all day and sat and fucking hung out with my sick dog. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had a pretty easy day, even though my dog, you know, was having yeah. like, shit run of it today. My, like, my job whatever. isn't going to flip me to the Edmonton branch for a week who's going to flip me no. to the, you know, Quebec branch no. a week later. Like, it's... I, there's, I don't travel for work. I don't have a family exactly. that would miss me if I did. So, so. I guess uh, the heart of the story is that she was more upset because I guess her two young children don't really understand why their father is never home yeah. and can't come to the the events yeah. that, you know... Only sees them for exactly. three months out of the year. And it's it's tough, especially like being an NHL player is tough enough. A minor league hockey player, it's downright impossible. Right. Like, you're, you're all over the map, you're getting called up to the bigs, you're getting sent back down. You're getting sent down to the coast maybe sometimes. You're getting traded. You can get traded within the AHL, mm-hmm. like let alone the NHL property rights. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, because that's the thing is Mike McKenna is good enough to play in the NHL but not on a permanent basis. Sure. Like he's a yeah. he's a 2B. You know what I mean? Like he's a not great backup, but he's better than like some of the other options, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like if, if you're backing up Henrik Lundqvist, maybe, like, that's fine. If you're only getting in, like, ten games a season, you mm-hmm. can probably make it work. But you can't really rely on him for much more than that. So. Well, no, and that's the issue, too, right, is because he's so used to bouncing around. Like, let's be honest, it's easier for teams to continue to bounce him around yeah. because he's used to it. Like, like let's, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, when you're 35 years old and, and your wife, has, like, you have two kids with your wife, they're not hopping around with you. No. Like, they live in... I think they live in St. Louis still. Uh, I think... Because be he's from there, but I think but... that's where they live. But regardless, like, they live somewhere, and he gets traded. They're not coming with him. Like, they have school. She has work. There are things to be done. Apparently, and... they, apparently they live in Belleville. Right. Is what she says. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I did see that, actually. Yeah. Um... But regardless, you know what I mean. They're not. They're not going to hop around with you. So, it's tough. But I, I think them, if anyone, have a, a really, really unique perspective on you know what professional hockey brings and and the challenges that come with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw a little bit of it on that show, Hockey Wives, with like uh, Jonathan Blum was on there the one year, and he's you know he's getting called up and down from the Minnesota Wild, where he's traveling from Minnesota to Iowa, and then he gets traded, and he's going to fucking Columbus, and like all these different places, and they didn't have kids. Like, it wasn't even that bad. Mm-hmm. You take a look at Mike McKenna, like he's got two kids, he's 35 years old, he's been doing this for years. Like, it's not easy. And you know what? He he does it because he loves it, not just because it is a legitimately good you know living for his kids. Um, but he does it because he's loves it. He's good at it, and and you know, I mean, like I'm his sure wife's most, allowed to complain. Yeah, like I'm sure most people would love to have the option to be retired by the age of forty ish, which he's going to be looking at. Soon. Yeah, well, it's it's possible that if Mike McKenna had made ten million dollars a year for the last ten years, maybe he would have retired by now. But exactly, so he's making you know. 170 200 grand uh you know before taxes kind of thing like he's not making a lot of money here yeah so i mean it's yeah. a lot to us but. He, he won't be able to play hockey for much longer i guess is the silver lining but you, you are missing a big chunk of your family's life uh as, as a as an athlete in any sport not just hockey um so yeah it's tough i i understand her you know her frustration with the situation i i She's don't understand why people are upset with her for up uh, yeah. complain in the first place yeah 
And she didn't have to come out and say what she said. It was nice. It, it was nice for her yeah. to come out and clear the air. Well, she got and, misunderstood, right? Like, she's, yeah. it seemed like she was complaining about Columbus and all these teams that have, like, given up on him, and that's not really the case. Like, you know, it's a business. Mike understands that. The family understands that. And she was just airing some grievances because I'm sure there are some really, really tough days. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of really, really fun ones, yeah. too. And um, obviously, it goes without saying, but I'll say it. Uh, we at the Laced Up Podcast wish Mike McKenna a lot of success. I hope he wins the Vesna this year. I don't foresee it, but that'd be meant. Many people were talking about Carter Hart getting the Vesna a week ago, so it's Philadelphia, who knows? Well, as a Carter Hart fantasy owner, I am down for that as well. Uh, we got one more thing we got to talk about while we're on the subject of... Multimedia? Um, of sure, social media. Social media. Um, Maxime Comtois, uh, his representative, had to release a statement after... Oh yeah, we never did recap the World Juniors. <laughs> I don't want to talk about oh, it. All right, Finland won the gold medal. I was kind of right. I gave up on that on that uh, prediction, but I I did say it at one point. I guess. Did you watch the game? Did you watch the final game? I don't think so. No, no I didn't. I was no, working. it was Saturday. We were yeah. both busy. I, I didn't watch it either. To tell you the honest truth, I haven't even seen the highlights of it. But good for Finland. I thought Finland was uh, a pretty strong team, and and you know they didn't get enough credit i thought everyone was coming in the tournament talking about canada talking about us talking about russia sweden and you think so yeah. I, I thought they had a pretty good roster but they were one broken stick away from not making the gold medal well game, no so. that's that's yeah. true right like uh, but i do oh, agree no they were good when they got to the gold medal game sorry they were they were the better team well they deserved to be canada i thought that game though no. i thought they played better in canada that night canada could have won the game yeah finland could have easily lost a game too like finland yeah. you know it was a goaltending battle, and it was just one of those games that was going to come down to some bounces, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but that, that goal that Hepaniemi gets on on uh, on Di Pietro, uh, like that probably shouldn't have gone in. Dobson's stick probably shouldn't have broke. Comtois probably scores if he doesn't fan on like eight percent of that shot. Like he he had him beat, I thought, but he just sort of didn't get all of it. What are you going to do? Um, but it leads us to the point: is that uh, Maxime Comtois was getting some really really harsh criticism on twitter um so was tim hunter which i don't think is is fair but i think it's a little more justified than criticizing maxime comtois because you know it's first off it's worth noting his representative had to release a statement because the criticism that comtois was getting was so sort of ugly and he was getting death threats and things like that all over twitter and it's an under-20 fucking hockey tournament, man. Like, I get TSN glorifies it, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't understand how people can lose perspective over what that tournament is. Like, at the end of the day, I can't remember ever getting really fired up about that tournament in a negative way. I get really, really excited when Canada wins. I give them a lot of positive vibes and, and energy while they're in it. And once they lose, it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? So, you know, once in a while, you can blame the coach. I think there are years where you do that. Maybe you can. Maybe you can blame a player, but like at the end of the day, you, you don't. You don't fucking go and death threat them over no, Twitter. You no. just you just There's, say like you could have been better. And what are you going to do? Like that's that's where it ends it's for me. Sports, they're athletes or fans. It's a sport. I'm allowed to complain if a guy doesn't score doing something that sure. he's supposed to be, you know, the best at. Okay. Sure. Um, but there are limitations to what you can say, obviously, and some of the stuff that it was getting posted, like, you're right, it was just absolutely atrocious. I don't understand who thinks it's warranted. Um, 
as far as blaming Comtois in the first like, place, I don't get that. Why do you either. feel the need to, to yeah. like, like almost to message him on Twitter? Like, I, and like, I was pissed off when he missed as well, but it was more sure. of just like a frustration in the moment. No, like, it's general frustration. Yeah. Like, like I look, it's not like Maxime Comtois walked over the blue line and fucking wound up a slap shot and threw it at the goalie's chest like he's Robert Reichel on Roman Chechmanic in 2002. Like it's not bitter. It's not like that. Oh well, fuck! I would. I got a few things to say to Robert Reichel. I'm just kidding. But you know, he he came in and he almost scored. He the just goalie he was missed better. a little like, bit of the shot. Yeah, what's the problem? With that? He, not even that. He just missed. He missed the shot sure, a little bit. He just sure. didn't get all the shot. He had the angle. He knew where he wanted to put it. It just didn't go there. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I, I blame it's a Tim fucking Hunter fraction of a I, second. More than I blame Max. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone Comtois, but I mean, I like if they think Comtois is their best shootout guy, then fucking go for it. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I, I don't get how you justify putting a guy with a separated shoulder. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, you didn't hear about no, that? No, I didn't hear about yeah, that Comtois at all. Yeah, played the last two games with a separated yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put him in. Yeah, if he, if he's a have. shot first guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes in and shoots. Might have something to do with why he fanned yeah, on the shot. fair enough, whatever. But, but uh, listen, I think... It's. I think it's ridiculous to talk about any athlete no. that way. This isn't the first time we've seen it. He's not a professional athlete, even though. Like, he played for the Ducks this year, but, like, he didn't get paid for that tournament. He didn't get paid to be there. It's not like, you know what I mean, we're investing a bunch of money into this tournament strictly that goes to them to do their job. It's not his job. He dreams, you all dream of playing in this tournament. Everyone, Every young hockey player wants to play in this tournament until they turn 20. Like, it's just a dream you have. Michael DiPietro was very vocal about that being his dream. And sometimes it doesn't go your way. And, like, that's just where it ends for me. Like, the tournament ended for Canada as soon as that puck went in the net on the second Finland goal in overtime. And then it's over. Like, what else is there to be said? What is there to be gained by attacking a 19-year-old over Twitter? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's insane. And, and you know, a lot of people really should be ashamed of themselves. And, and it comes it comes for me. It goes back to, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you saw the Bears, Bears kicker. Yeah. Missed the... Yeah. Um, Parky. 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 Cody Parky. He, he missed the kick. And, and, you know, Parky gets paid millions of dollars to do that job i get it um he had a terrible season there's frustration built up i get that but at the end of the day like he's receiving death threats and all this shit uh, like you know afterwards too like how do you think he feels do you think he wanted to miss that field goal do you think that the general population could come in and kick that ball through the fucking uprights and, you know what I mean, with 50,000 people cheering at you in that moment in the last few seconds? Like, it's a professional athlete. He gets paid to do that. Yeah. It doesn't go your way all the time, yeah. though. Like, anything. No one, there was no fucking superhuman that makes every single play, every single time. There's never been an athlete who's just gotten it done every single time they've ever done it for, like, 20 years. It doesn't happen. Everyone has down moments. Fucking Tiger Woods has down moments. LeBron has down moments. Like, it happens. And to to have outrage over something like that, for me, is insane. Because I certainly couldn't have gone into that game, and even if I knew how to kick a fucking field goal, uh, you know what I mean, from that far out, I'm not going into a playoff game with 70 million people watching me on TV and the fucking crowd screaming at me after I've just missed tons and tons of field goals this year. I'm not going into that moment thinking, like, and just getting it done every single time. 
You make that kick a hundred times, I guarantee you Cody Parkey maybe makes it 96 times, but he misses four of them. That was one of the four. Same thing Max Comtois. Takes that shot, you know. Noah Dobson, how many how many times? If you replay that a hundred times, how many times does a stick break? Probably not a hot not a hundred. Mm. I bet you that puck goes in sometimes. Yeah, and the thing, uh, the thing too is like yeah, to be so high one, and mighty from your couch is it's, unbelievable. It's one play in the grand scheme of a hockey game too, because okay, Comtois misses the shot, the game didn't end. Yeah, like well, why are we in overtime in the first place? Deep Pietro, <laughs> like. Doesn't, shouldn't Canada just win that fucking sure. game for nothing if they're good enough? Like, I don't understand Deep why Pietro we're even there. make the save in overtime. Uh, Bouchard didn't block the shot in overtime. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's five, six guys in the ice that are equally to blame yeah. when the game ends and yeah. you lose in overtime. It's not one guy. It's the same issue with the Bears to me. Why is that game coming down to a field goal in the last second of the game? Why are you even in that situation? If you're a good enough team, you're not in that situation. Yeah. End of story. I guess, yeah. I don't know. So... Anyway, I guess my message is don't cyber-bully athletes over the internet, because I think it's fucking stupid. Just don't cyber-bully anybody, really. Grow, grow up. Yeah. yeah, it's time for people to grow up. Yeah. Whatever, what are you going to do? Top ten. That's what we're going to do. Top and th- ten. And this and this one's aimed at anyone that uh, may have felt uh, poorly about Maxime Contois efforts, because we're going to do the top ten Finnish players. Oh, yeah. Because Finland won the in. tournament. No, it's, so, fuck you, Canada. Canada sucks. Yeah. Who cares? Go oh. Finland. Go Finland. Suomi. Suomi. Yep. Uh, all right, we're going to do top 10 Finnish hockey players of all time. Uh, sorry, NHL players of all time. Uh, number one, Yerke Lume. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lurkin Yerke. Yerke Lume. <laughs> uh, Yerke Lume won um, nothing and he's scored there, four goals. Therefore, he's an honor on the list. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Over-under over <laughs> Yerke Lume goals. I'm going to set the over-under. I don't even know the number yet. I'm going to set it at... Oh, look. Over-under 70 goals. Under. Yerke Lume scored 114 goals wow. in the National Hockey League. Good he's from Tempere, Finland. That might put him in the top 10 finish uh, defensive scoring all time because, as I, you will I learn in this list, they're not a lot of defensemen. I had it pulled up earlier, but like I feel like... Oh, it's right here. Yerke Lume is third. Huh. That's wild. All right, kids. Uh, feel free to write in to the Laced Up Podcast. How many of you have heard of Ler- Yerke Lume? Mm-hmm. Should be good. Okay, number, number 10. 10. What, who's number 10? Uh, Issa the Rat taken in. Oh, right. This was my pick. So we are doing a combined top 10. We took the averages of our picks. And uh, James and I agreed on eight players. And this is my one that he didn't agree with. And then his next one I didn't agree with. But, uh, yeah, Essa Tikkanen makes the list. Essa Tikkanen won five Stanley Cups. Um, a very, very, very short list of players who have done that. Uh, four with the Edmonton Oilers from 1984 to 1990, and he won one Stanley Cup in 1993, or sorry, 1994, with the New York Rangers. Um, if you're not familiar with Essa Tikkanen, he actually has a subheading on his Wikipedia page for Tikkanese, and what that means is there was a joke that Essa Tikkanen spoke Tikkanese, not Finnish, not English, uh, but some sort of a hybrid where you really couldn't understand what he was saying. Uh, Craig McTavish said, Essa talks twice as much as anybody else, 
that's because you can understand just half of what he says, so he says it twice. An interesting player uh, in his generation. Uh, yeah. His... Uh, you could argue that Esatikinen was the first straight agitator. Um, you know, I'm sure there were similar types in the 60s and 70s. Uh, Tikkanen was out there for one purpose and one purpose only, which was to piss off the other team. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of amazing he did such a good job doing that, considering, again, you couldn't always understand what he was saying. Uh, Tikkanen played 877 games in the National Hockey League, 630 points. He also played 186 playoff games, 132 points, 72 goals. Um, he set the table for Sean Avery and and Jeremy Roenick and those guys to just go out there and do what they did, and good for him. Yeah, number 10. Yep. Uh, number 9, Tuka Rask. Um, <sighs> the first of three goaltenders, actually, that make our list, and uh, this yeah. is uh, our goalie hot country. You know, they, they for a while there, they were the, the place to be for number goaltending. Number 8, Vesatoskala. Uh, yes, uh, the uh, 2011 Stanley Cup champion. He's also won a Vesna. Uh, top goalie honors at uh, said World Junior Championships. I believe they won bronze that year. Um, yeah, he's just had a really good career. Um, I always hate giving Tuka Rask any sort of admiration uh, whatsoever, being a Leaf fan, because he's had our number in the playoffs, and he's also, uh, you know, used to be just say it. one of our just say it. up-and-coming Prospects before we decided to ride the Andrew Raycroft. Trade him for Raycroft. Pogue experiment. The Razor. In any case. um, Straight up. One for one. Better or worse than Taylor Hall for Larson? Yep. Alright, that's uh, that's number nine. Took a rask. Number eight. The only defenseman on our list. Yeah. Teppo Newmanen. Yep. Uh, Former captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Former captain of the Arizona Coyotes. Former captain, I believe, of the Buffalo Sabres, too. I think so. Yeah. Also for the Dallas Stars, didn't he? Near the he, end? He played there. Yeah. I don't think it was near the end. I think it was before Buffalo. Oh, you might be right, yeah. Thought so. It's okay. We did our research here at the Laced Up Podcast before recording. Yeah, Teppo Newman in uh, pretty good numbers, too. Uh, 1,372 games, 637 points, uh, 82 playoff games, never won a cup. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, good player. Played one year for Dallas. Hmm. Felt like it was longer. 2003, 2004, then he went to Buffalo. Okay. So, there you go. Teppo Newman at number eight. Number eight. Best, best uh, finished defenseman of all time, according to Laced Up Podcast. Yeah, I would agree with that. He played in three Olympics. Won two silver medals, one bronze. So, good for him. Oh, boy. Yeah. Getting it done. Uh, number seven. Pecorino. Yeah. This was, um... This was interesting. I, I, I didn't have Rene above Rask, as, uh, as far as my list went. But uh, you had him a little higher. Well, I, I think I as we know. watch as we watch him live now, Rene's uh, got better numbers. I think. Uh, well, he's got better numbers because he's he's been playing longer, no? Has he? No, he's, he's older. I don't yeah. think he's been playing longer. No, but uh, well, Rene came in the league kind of late. But regardless, um, I don't know. Rene won the Vesna last year. He's at the height of his game at an older age, which like. I don't love his game, but don't get me wrong. I can I can recognize he's not horrible anyway. But uh, is he at yeah. the height because of how good Nashville is, or is he part of the the solution there? 
Is he is he part of why Nashville's so good, or is he just the guy that's mm. there because Nashville's good? I don't know. It was weird because like the Leafs played the Predators the other night, and like the Leafs were the better team through two periods. But, like, the Predators still outshot the Leafs by quite a bit, but, like, Rene was the reason they won that game. So, like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. They're a really strange, strange team. Because, like, I was watching the first few minutes of that game, too, and, like, I'm watching the Leafs, and I'm just thinking, like, fuck, teams that have a lot of speed give the Predators fits, and then the Predators somehow win that game for nothing. So, like, I, I don't know what to really make of the Predators, but I will say this. Pekka Rene, number eight. <laughs> number seven. Number seven, yeah. whatever, I don't yeah. care. Uh, number six. Yeah. Uh, Ole Jokinen. Yeah. Another captain. Big Mac meal. Another captain. A lot of leaders in Finland, apparently. I went to McDonald's, got myself a Big Mac meal, and then I uh, scored the goal. So. I'm not going to lie. My favorite Ole Jokinen moment uh, has to be that uh, 06 intro video in which yeah. he turns into a panther. <laughs> turns into the panther. Yeah. Oh, he's the face of the panthers, don't I, you know? Uh, he is the panthers. Don't you know? Really. Uh, Ole Jokinen played... Uh, I just closed it. <laughs> Technically, the second leaf Fuck. on our list. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Ole Jokinen, long, long time uh, Florida Panther. Uh, probably had something to do with the reason that he never really won anything in his career. Ole Jokinen, 750 points in 1,231 games. He uh, played in, what is it, like nine playoff games? Yeah. Can't, All get, the, can't get the number here. Was it? I thought it was with St. Louis. Uh, no, it was with Calgary. Six playoff games. Five points. Yeah. Guy was built for the playoffs. Poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 1,231 games to get into six playoff games. Yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine that? That's wild. Ugh. Oh, man. All right. Um, yeah, number six. Only I feel like Mike McKenna's got more playoff games. Number five. Uh, possibly my favorite player on the list. On this list, sorry. Uh, Yuri Letnin. Yeah, he's probably my favorite player yeah. on the list, too. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, three Selkies? Four Selkies? Something like that? He's the last winger to win the Selkie, I can tell you that. And he did it like two or three times. I thought, yeah, I thought it was two, but I'll look it up. Uh, long-time Dallas star. I don't think he played anywhere else in his career, did he? He was Three times. No, he never played for the Dallas, or never played anywhere else. He uh, The reason he retired, actually, was because Dallas um, didn't have room for him because of his uh, injury concerns. Hmm. And he said he wouldn't play anywhere else, so he just retired. Did he play in Minnesota before they moved, or was he just strictly Dallas? Only the Dallas Stars. No, nice. Yeah. 99 uh, Stanley Cup champion. 875 games, 514 points. Uh, career high of 49 points, but, uh, sorry, 52. Again, but Selkie. He's yeah. defensive. Yeah. Well, probably the best defensive winger of and, all and, time. Well, he, Bob, Other than Ganey. Bob, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and oh, the guy could skate. Yep. Wheels. Yep. He was yeah. awesome. Big fan. I remember when you and I used to play NHL in the mid-2000s, I always took Dallas, and it was mostly because of Yuri Lennon. Mm. Yeah, yep. that's fair. Yep. I don't blame you. Yep. I almost bought a jersey the other day, Yuri Lennon. Yeah. Close. Maybe. Maybe I still will. We'll see. <laughs> Number four. Zach Yeah. Yeah. This, this was the first Montreal Canadian that I didn't hate. Yeah, yeah. No, for me, too. It was hard to hate him. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? I don't know how you um, could. I still... Still, honestly, if you were to show me the video of him skating back on the ice after coming back from uh, yeah. from taking almost a whole season off because of a cancer diagnosis, uh, it's hard not to tear up watching it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, he was just the man. In, uh, completely respectable, the definition of a leader. Um, he was the 
you know what I, I liked about Sakakoivu is he was the Montreal version of Matt Sundin. Like, just consummate, you know, quiet leader. Just lead by example. And, uh, yeah, I like Sakakoivu a lot. Another captain of the list, too. Great, he yeah. had a great career. Yeah. Another captain. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Not our last, either. 832 points in 1,124 games. Yeah, finished it off in Anaheim. Never, never won a cup. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. What do we got? Number three, Yuri Curry. Yari Curry, he won I a know, cup. I know a few of you are probably going number three. Number uh, three. Yeah, Yari Curry won a few cups. I think four, or did he get all five with Edmonton? No, I think he got all. No, he was. Uh, he ended up in LA with with Wayne there for a bit, but he's a five-time Stanley Cup oh, champion. Wild. I'm assuming all of which are with Edmonton. You'd have to. Uh, he'd have I to. Don't, yeah. I don't see it here, but I'm assuming. Yep, they're all with Edmonton. Yeah, for a long, long time, Yari Curry was the face of Finnish hockey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's definitely, well, I guess him and Tikkanen have the most cups from the country. And uh, Yeah. Um, hockey Hall of Fame member. Shotgun um, riding with Wayne Gretzky on the top line there. Yeah, nine All-Star games. He led the league in goal scoring in 1986. Good player. Yeah. Uh, just one of those guys that, you know, like sometimes you just see the right kind of chemistry at the right time, and, and, him, yeah. and him and Gretzky had it. 1,398 points in 1,251 games. Not too bad. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Uh, number two. Number two. Mika Kippersoff. Kipper. Oh, boy. The good Kipper. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a few people don't like that, but how you doing, Mike Wern? Welcome back. Uh, good to have a flame at the top. Kipper's the man. Oh, so good. Hard to say so anything good. bad about Kipper. He was he was great. Um, we talk about like goaltending and, and how flaky it, it is in the NHL, and this is a guy that... Like for like eight years, probably you you knew you were getting like forty wins out of Mika Kaprasov. Mm-hmm. You could you could have the worst defense in the league. You're making the playoffs. Um, you know the guy deserved a cup. I think uh, you know oh four heartbreaking as it was for him. You know Tampa was a tough test. I I thought they were going to get back there sooner than later. Never did, unfortunately, but. Um, and, uh, you know what, uh, for the third time, uh, it's not another leaf on our list. So, you know, it's, it's always nice. Yeah. Well, I never played a game in Toronto, but he was property of the team. He, um, so he got traded to Calgary in 2003, 2004, so we won't count that. Um, but he played over 70 games in every season in Calgary other than his last one. I know 304 um, was the cup run year, too. Yeah, so. which was large in part due to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got to Calgary in 03-04. He played 38 games. He went 24-10-4 and uh, with a 169 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. Uh, they then went to the cup final, lost in game 7. He had a 185 and a 928. Not bad. Um, his, yeah, his career playoff numbers, he had a 921 save percentage. In 56 playoff games. Did he get a Vesna? I believe oh, so. 07, I think, eh? I believe he has a Vesna. Uh, 05, 06. Mm. In which he played 74 games. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Mika Kiprasov, easy choice for sure. Best goalie from Finland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without a doubt. Bronze medal at the 2010 Olympics. And a couple silver medals at the World Championship and the World Cup of Hockey. Great goaltender, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, his legacy lives on as the best goaltender in history of the Calgary Flames, and I imagine it's going to be a long, long time until anyone challenges uh, the numbers that he put up there. Yeah. 
Number one. Number um, one. If uh, there's any suspense left, I, I, you might want to consider a different sport to follow. I recommend you try another sport, like knitting. Timo Slani. I was really pulling for Sammy Sallow there, but uh, yeah. it came down to the Sorry, wire, and we, we had to go with Timo, yeah. unfortunately. Timo Solani is quite possibly, I would argue, the most likable player in the history of the NHL. Yeah, he's... I have never met anyone that has anything bad to say about Timo Solani. Uh, seemed like an absolute stand-up guy off the ice. Uh, the Finnish Flash, as he was known. Um, just widely pres- respected by fans of every team uh, around hockey. It was hard not to like him. 1,451 games. He had 1,457 points. Just remarkable. Uh, played until... 2014, at which time he was, what, like 42? 43, yeah, something like that. He 40, kept coming back. I loved his off, uh, his uh, mid, mid, mid-season retirement videos. He just, hey, you want to come back? He was 44 when he retired. Yeah. You want to come back and play another year, Timu? And he'd toss his golf clubs in the river or something uh, like that. I'm coming back! Oh, man. He probably uh, could still play. Yeah. Rookie uh, record for goals in the season was 76. I don't think uh, anybody will be coming close to that one. Sorry, Elias Pettersson. I think he would have had something like six Richard trophies if the Richard trophy had existed prior to when it debuted in 98 or 99 or something like that. And he did win a couple then. He, I think he was the first winner. He played in six Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah. Holy man. He got lucky there because they had that, that weird year where it was like they played the olympics in 92 and then again in 94 because they like started yeah. to offset the winters but yeah 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 first winner of the maurice richard trophy i'm pretty sure number eight retired in anaheim let's see yeah first winner wow crazy in the history of that illustrious trophy that they made up in 99 uh he won the calder oh, he yeah. calder played in 10 all-star games Stanley Cup champion. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He won the uh, the Masterton Trophy in 0506. Um, Clarence Campbell Bowl. Just just reading a bunch of stuff off now. Oh, he was the he was the MVP of the Olympics. That's, that's great. That's pretty good. That's fantastic. Best forward of the Olympics 2006 as well. He was on the Olympic All Star team. But I could read all day all yeah. the shit this guy's done. Never mind. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. But yeah, number one, without a doubt, team The Mussolini. best finished player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best players of all time. Yeah, that too. For sure. So there you go. That's your top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, like I mentioned, come All-Star break, which is January 26th. Um, yeah, it's possible we might do a, like a bonus episode over that weekend, depending how the the news shakes out, if there's any news anything to talk about i don't know if anything interesting remotely is going to happen at the all-star game and i know like the nhl likes to take a good solid six-day break from the beginning of the all-star break to the end of the all-star break no john scott this year so i don't see what could possibly be better than that so yeah uh follow us on stitcher on apple google Podcasts, spotify clomper uh like us on no follow us on twitter like us on facebook love us on Instagram. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know there was a third option. No. Do we have Instagram? No, I've made us an account. We don't, <laughs> we've not? never posted anything. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've never told anyone to follow us. Um, I think that's it. 
Anything okay. else going on? Do we have any news? I don't no. think I don't think anything's going mm-hmm. on really. That's about so. it. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a movie commentary of Mystery Alaska at some point, like I've said. So, you know, maybe we'll start working on that. Um, and this may be our last top ten that is hockey pertinent for a little while. Uh, we may be doing some movie ones here as we move firmly into Oscar season. Oscars. Season. Oscars. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's going to host the Oscars, James? No one. <laughs> They're going hostless this year. It's going to be like... It's just everyone's going to present their own awards. Yeah. Hey, you just you just won the award? Hey, could you announce the next guest, please? Uh... Hi, I'm Ethan Hawke, and I'm nominated for Best Actor. Let's look at take a look at the nominees. Ethan Hawke for First Reformed. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be great. You know, should, you know what they should get? Because mm. I'm sure there's never been any controversy with this guy ever. And if he can still stand up... Steve Martin? Let's bust out that 8-inch long microphone and get Bob Barker back in the Hollywood picture. <laughs> How funny would that be? Have your dog spayed or neutered, folks, and let's get on board with Bob Barker. 96 years young. They could just do a cop-out and go with fucking Drew Carey or something. Like someone who's on TV all the time, as it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They may have to. Like, I really don't know what they're going to do. It's it's either going to be, like, I've told I've told you this before in private, and, like, I'll say it here on the podcast. It's either going to be, like, a, a Billy Crystal, or, you know what I mean, someone who's done it, like, a few times, Steve Martin. Or they're going to go and do something where nobody wants, where it's, like, a, a dual host. Remember when they did James Franco and Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Like, who would be today's James Franco and Anne Hathaway? Like fucking Miles Teller and who who do the who's who's popular for the young girls? Emma Stone. Is she so popular? She's <laughs> still popular. While. She's gonna be nominated for an Academy Award this year for sure. She might win. Okay. She's a favorite. All right. Best supporting actress. Just get Meryl to do it. I don't know. Meryl. Imagine Meryl Streep hosting the Oscar. The only thing she hasn't done at the Oscars exactly. is host the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. You got a year off. You're not winning anything this year. Just come on down. That's true. I don't think yeah. she's been in anything this no. year. Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. No, I, but okay. Well, so my prediction is Billy Crystal. Do you have, right. a, do you have a pick? Because yeah, no I think one. it's going to be between. You I, literally I, think I, it's going to be. A, I don't think everyone's going to. I think everyone's too scared to like take the job because then all well, of a sudden it. we're going to be digging into your past. No, I, I get it, but and, and like the problem is, it's not even the digging into the past thing. It's that you're either going to get criticized for making over the line comments, or if you make no over the line comments, you're going to get criticized for being too safe and not funny enough. You know what I mean? Like there's there's just no way. There's no there's no winning. There's no reason to do it anymore. It's just it. You can do it. It's just too hard now. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah, I don't know. Cause well, whatever. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld to host sure. the Oscars. Uh, I mean, meant. What's the deal with movies? Whoever was on Ellen like the the day before, just have them stick around and oh, good. host the damn Daniel kids going to be hosting the Oscars this year. Fantastic. Damn Daniel. All right. See you later. That's least step by. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. I like your hat, 